how do you feel when your home is clean? You walk in and everything is in its place. There's no secret stashes, no piles that are loading up. It feels amazing. We feel more calm, more zen, more in control of our lives. Today's episode, we are talking about how we can do a better job and simplify the process of just decluttering. I read this quote and I just, it nails it. It's from Barbara Hemphill and she said, clutter is nothing more than postponed decisions. Isn't that so true? I mean, that's what I do. I'm like, I'm gonna get to that later. I am gonna run that downstairs or upstairs or wherever it goes later. And it's just all of these postponed decisions that pile up and then make me feel kind of icky, if I'm being honest. There's this other quote by Albert Einstein. He said, out of clutter, find simplicity. From discord, find harmony. And in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. So it is not easy to go through the process of decluttering and organizing, but at the same time, we know exactly how good it feels when it's done. We know how much more creative, open, peaceful, all of these feelings. So we're jumping into part two with the Organized Mama. Jessica Littman and I are going to continue the conversation from last week, and we're shifting from organization, which was part one last week, to decluttering right now. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Balancing Busy Podcast, where I help time-starved business owners cut their hours without losing income, dropping the ball with clients, or hurting the customer experience. I'm your host, Leah Remelay. Since 2009, I've built six and seven-figure income streams while working part-time hours. This is possible and you are capable, so let's jump in. Okay, I'm dying to know your take on, are you a minimalist or what is your take on letting go? I firmly believe that in order to stay organized, you just can't have too much stuff. There is a level where it's like, I don't care how hard you try, you're not going to be organized until you let some of this go because there's just not enough space. So do you find yourself, are you like super minimalist? Are you somewhere in the middle? Are you like, no, actually there can be a place for everything. You just add square footage or something. I don't know. <laughs> how does how does that work for you? <laughs> I personally feel everything in my house should either be used, displayed, or functional for something. So if it doesn't serve one of those three purposes, it's not in our house. Um, we recently moved from Chicago to Minnesota. Um, so our house size increased quite a bit. We were living in like, I mean, it was like roughly like 2000 square feet in Chicago and then moved to a much bigger house in Minneapolis and found that the amount of stuff we had in that Chicago house easily fit along with like so much more into this house without us like really having to do much. And I think it's just because of the way in which we use the space. I like showing off things. I have like my grandmother's china, only the teacups though. I don't have like the plates. And so I have those on display. So I am sentimental because I've gotten told I'm not sentimental, but I am because I have like <laughs> those things, but I don't keep like the full set. So I don't, I don't know what box I fit into. And I think that's okay. I, I think it's okay too. Okay, what do you say to people 
who have a really hard time letting go. Whether it is the kids' art and creations, it's mm -hmm. the sentimental things where you're like, yeah. I genuinely know I'm never going to use this, but I feel horrible to get rid of it. Or mm -hmm. it's just general stuff because there is this fear of, but what if I need it? I mean, I am sure you you get to answer this, especially when you are working with <laughs> private clients all yep. the time. So mm -hmm. how do you coach somebody through that? I think the biggest thing is, one, ask yourself, like, is this sentimental to me or is this sentimental to somebody else? And then if it's sentimental to somebody else, you're holding on to it for guilt. And then that's like a whole other thing. There's a whole psychology behind you feeling guilty about that. And... I've, I've found a lot of times that is generational. We have family who, you know, maybe they, you know, immigrated here, maybe, you know, hardship, whatever it may be, there are stories attached to these items that sometimes don't need to be there. And I'm not always the one to be like, get rid of it. Just get, you know, I, I don't believe that's the case because sometimes it is a journey to kind of like go through that. But if you're finding that like, okay, you know, you need to get rid of things, you know, those things aren't serving a purpose, you don't look at them. Like one of the biggest things, Christmas ornaments. I've had um, a lot of in-home clients that have these ornaments, too special to put on the tree. So they just sit in a box and I'm like, then what's the point? Like, ask yourself if you aren't displaying it or using it, like, what is the point of it? What? Like, oh, it's a special memory, then do something with it. Turn it into something. Actually display it. Your china from your wedding, from your grandparents, whatever it is, use it. That's To me, that makes things so much more sentimental. After COVID, I think everyone kind of like learned, you got to take advantage of the time you have right now. So turn your china into your everyday like dishware. That's what we did. And I love it. Every day it's like, we have pretty plates for every meal and it just makes it feel fancy. So stop like, stop putting specific emotions to a particular item and instead try and separate the two. And if you can't find a place to display it, show it, use it, even if it's for, you know, a holiday or something, then maybe see if you can find an organization that can actually benefit from that particular item. And then at some point, you're going to have to also let a lot of stuff go. Agree? Yep. Yes, you are. And there is a book I love. I think it's the Danish Death Declutter, the Swedish. Oh, oh I, okay. I know I know what you yes. are talking about. I too am not mm -hmm. recalling the name, but I know what you're talking about. So the entire process is really asking yourself who, like when I die, who's going to be responsible for getting rid of all of my stuff? Because... Who, who's going to want my high school yearbook? My kids aren't. Like, they don't want that. My husband's not going to want my high school yearbook. Like, he didn't go to high school with me. So why am I holding on to this? Like, what is the point? So really looking at that as well. Like, our life on Earth is not as long as, you know, forever. So some of those items might not ne be necessary in your life right now. And that's okay. We can part with them. You can find a new home for those items. There are so many local donation centers that would love to take, you know, china, 
uh, furniture, like well-used furniture, all of that stuff like could really benefit others in need. And your furniture, your sentimental item, that antique heirloom that you don't find special, but somebody else in your family does, but they won't take it. That's, that's the thing I've seen a lot. You have family members that are like, you can't get rid of that. And you're like, well, then you take it, but they won't take it. So, <laughs> so that's true. what you know. <laughs> Is this really necessary? Like, do I really need to keep this? Or are they just saying that because it's just been in the family for so long? I could donate it to a local organization that might house, you know, like it could be a women's shelter that like creates apartments for um, people that might need them. And then that furniture is going to good use instead of sitting in your basement feeling like that weight and that burden on you. Yes, I love that so much. Okay, so the book we're thinking of is The Gentle yes. Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. Right? That's, yes, that's, that's yes, the one. yes, yeah. that's the book. Um, how to free yourself and your family from a lifetime of clutter. And I do agree because we've all seen this. Someone who has held on to so much and when they mm -hmm. pass, the family is now responsible for it and it becomes daunting and overwhelming. And we don't want that, right? That That's not what right. any of us want. And so we do need to be able to let go. I find myself, I'm a little bit of, um, I'm a little different maybe than most women with how... I do have, I am sort of, it's funny. I am either accused of being way too sentimental or not sentimental mm -hmm. enough. So yes. I don't make a lot of sense in that realm, but I was raised <laughs> by my dad and um, my dad is a massive minimalist. In fact, for my junior high years, we lived on a boat. I mean, talk about <laughs> minimalism. Wow. You, wow. Yeah, you have basically nothing. Um, and so, I was raised very much minimalistic. I, I, I actually like getting rid of things. I love the feeling of like, yes. like I get a thrill when like the box is getting really big. Yes. I always, there is a box in our garage at all times mm -hmm. so that anyone can throw anything at any time. Once it's full, I go donate it. But that way it's just really, really easy yes. Yes. to like, you know, to just anyone can throw things into it. I constantly tell the kids they, I noticed kids, generally children have a harder time letting go of things, probably yes. because they don't have their own money yet. They don't, they yeah. don't have that ability to replace themselves. And so it's like, ha, ah, right. And so I'm constantly yes. trying to encourage them. Like you can let it go. I, mm -hmm. I support anything you want to get rid of. You just throw yeah. in the box. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I definitely love letting go of things, but I have seen and watched so many friends struggle so much to let go of stuff. But then I also have watched them, you know, our entire friendship have this frustration, this guilt, this struggle with the, the state of their home. Yeah. And it's like, they've literally been trying to quote, organize their home for a decade mm -hmm. because they can't let go of the stuff where I'm guilty of like, the kids are like, mom, is that my art project in the garbage can? I'm like, how did yeah. that get there? Yes. Oh my God. I'm like pulling it out trying to like, somewhere in the middle but I do yes. think we need to recognize there's so many creative solutions now right like mm -hmm. you can take pictures of the art and then put it into a book if mm -hmm. if you really love the idea of keeping things I'm gonna be honest 
I remember being handed boxes and boxes and yes. boxes of my childhood stuff. I didn't want any of it. Like, I Same. glanced at it and everything, but I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. And my sister felt the same way. And so I'm like, I'm just keeping a few absolute favorite things that, you know, really have meaning. I'm I'm adding stories to them. So I often take a little piece of paper and tell the story behind what yes. it is. And then there's just going to be, a, you know, it's, it's going to be a singular box. Not yes. boxes that yep. I'm I'm handing off. So I've kind of looked at it that way. And then I think another thing that I really started saying to myself a long time ago was recognizing when I am having that fear of letting something go because I'm like, what if I need it? And I understand mm-hmm. this isn't the case for everyone, but just saying to myself, then you can buy it again. It's mm-hmm. okay to mm-hmm. buy it again. And yes, like, you know, then the, the inner voice is like, but that's so wasteful. You've already had it. And I'm like, but holding on to something for a maybe for years where yes. it's taking up like mental space, mm-hmm. physical space, it's just not worth it to me. Do you have any other tips for like the person who's just like, I know I should let go because I understand that <laughs> mentally this is not serving me well, but I'm mm-hmm. just, they're having such a hard time actually doing it. Okay, totally. So the, okay, I can just rebuy it again. Like, I like using like a monetary amount. So like, let's say $20. Okay, like you're comfortable with like, okay, if I need it again, I can buy it again for less for $20 or less. And that's a good way just to kind of visually see, okay, well, this pineapple peeler, we don't use it, but we might because we might have a party. You can also ask yourself, like, do I have a neighbor, friend, family member who might have it? Could I borrow it from them? Yeah. Um, Because then again, you still you still have a lifeline if in case you need that thing, like maybe the, you know, potato masher. If you don't eat a lot of potatoes, that could be something you could easily do. Do I have another item in my house that could serve this same purpose? That's another easy one. You know, a lot of times we have the vegetable peeler, we have the spiralizer, we have all these things that could pretty much be done basically with like a knife. So maybe you donate, you sell all of those things, you invest that money into a good knife skills class, and then now you don't need any of those things and now you learned a new skill. So really kind of like flipping it so that instead of like, oh, I have to get rid of all of this stuff. Okay, well, I can earn enough money from selling these things to then teach myself a new skill. And it it relieves the guilt and the pressure that we have around getting rid of things. So that and if you're having a hard time with like letting go of things, give yourself a designated box like, you know, one of the big Tupperware type of box things and then that's your only space to save items it's going to help you immensely determine what is truly important and what did i feel like i needed to keep because that we as humans whatever we have we're going to fill so if you give yourself any size box basket bin whatever that's all you get then that's all you get. And your brain is now able to process that information because it has a designated space versus your entire house right now is that box. So give it the space. And then with kids, give them a box and let them decide what they want to keep. Because I have had the same 
think. My mom just keeps giving me stuff. She's like, oh, look, it's your report card from first grade. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't need this. So my kids now have their own boxes. They decide what goes in there, but the box lid has to close. So every couple, I mean, really about every at the end of every year, like school year, we go through and they decide what they want to keep, what they don't. You know, like my daughter loves taking out her old baby clothes and using them for dolls and stuff. And I was like, okay, but it might not make its way back into the box. And she's like, okay. So I'm like, it's not my memory bin, it's hers. And the stuff that I want to keep and remember go in mine from her. So easy way to kind of like. I love that idea of having like one that is yours of them and then Mm -hmm. one that is hers. Ooh, that's so good. Yes. That is so good. I could just talk with you about this forever. So thank you so, so much for being here. And um, it has been so amazing. Any final words you want to leave us with? I will do a shameless plug if you don't mind. Do it. Um, If you are into organizing podcasts, my organizing podcast called Organizing Tune-Ups is where we break down big organizing concepts into five to 15 minutes where you can do in your home every day. And they're really actionable, really tangible, and they're less than 15 minute episodes. I keep it short because I want you to take action. I love that. And I'm going to also plug for you your book. It is called Home Sweet Organized Home, Declutter and Organize Your Busy Family by Jessica Littman. You can get it on Amazon. That's where I grabbed it from. It's, it's awesome. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug that for you too. Okay. Thank you so much. Wasn't that so good? I am feeling so inspired to declutter, to organize, to just open up more space, literally. I love this concept that clutter is really anything that doesn't belong in a space. It's located somewhere where it shouldn't be. And sometimes that even means it's no longer meant to be with you. So let's embrace letting go, holding on to the things that we love, that matter, that bring us joy, letting go of the things that don't without guilt, without feeling like we need to apologize to anybody. This idea that Jessica talked about with those things that we're holding on to, that we feel guilty to let go of, even though they're not really us. It just gave me permission to say, yeah, you know what? I can let go of a couple of those things. So I hope that you will carve out some time in the next 24 hours, 24 hours, and just take one space, one space and declutter. Put it where it belongs, and if there isn't a space where it belongs, maybe that means it's time to let it go and let it move on. This is the Balancing Busy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will be here next week to help you do less but better. 